Why can't we see God? Have you ever tasted him or smelled him? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 60 of Tractate Silvers and we learn that just like a fine wine, a taste for God may be acquired. And just like the blessing over the spices, the world is filled with the smell of Hashem. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. Yitzchak is eagerly waiting for his son to return and receive the blessings. Sure enough, sooner than expected, the firstborn enters with a meal for his father. Yitzchak is a little confused about his son's presentation and aura. You're back very quickly, he tells his son. Yes, father, the son responds. God showed me the way and accelerated my mission. That's kind of strange, Yitzchak thinks to himself. Since when does Asaf talk about God like that? But I've verified his identity. Only Asaf has hairy arms, so it's definitely Asaf. The voice, concludes Yitzchak, is the voice of Yaakov, but the hands are the hands of Asaf. Come a little closer, my son. Yaakov approaches his father and Yitzchak exclaims, See the aroma from my son? It's like a field blessed by God. Let's look at today's Gemara. This is what Shmuel said, whenever a child recognizes a mother, she may no longer refuse to nurse her child. Once there was a mother who refused to feed her child and insisted on a wet nurse, and she appeared before Shmuel, he said to Ravdimi Bar Yosef, go and investigate. He went, placed the baby in a row of women and passed it before. When he reached her, he looked at her face with joy and she averted her eyes from him. He said to her, lift up your eyes, arise and take your son. How does a blind baby recognize his mother? Rav Ashi said, by smell and taste. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Gemara discusses a case where a couple was getting divorced. The mother no longer wanted to nurse their child and was insisting that her ex-husband hire a wet nurse for the baby. Shmuel teaches that if the baby was old enough to recognize his mother, then she is required to continue nursing him. How do you tell? This may be the first instance of a police lineup. Rav Dimi had a number of women stand in a row and pass the baby before them until he recognized his mother. She tried to avoid his gaze, but he knew who his mother was. Rav Ashi adds that even a blind child can recognize its mother utilizing taste and smell. Sometimes in life it feels like our parent in heaven, has averted his eyes from us. Crisis may strike in any area of life, and things don't turn out around as quickly as we would have hoped. Our sages call this hester panim, the concealment of God's face. The individual who is suffering may have done nothing wrong. Consequently, when that happens, some people conclude that God is not in control, and they begin to question their faith. Ultimately, however, our response must be to scream out to our Father in Heaven and say, Raise your eyes and tend to your child. Just like a mother and father would never forsake their child, God would never forsake His children. He loves us dearly, greater than the love of any mortal parent, and He wants to hold us close and be there for us. Hester Panim, of course, is really only from our perspective. From Heaven's perspective, everything God does is good. It may appear to us as if God has turned away His gaze, but he is always intimately engaged with every one of his children. We are the ones who are blind to his providence. So how does a blind child recognize the parent? Answers Ravashi by taste and smell. Our sages tell us that although we can't see God, we can taste him and smell him. What does it mean to taste and smell God? 
King David declares, taste and see that God is good. The Malbum explains that Torah is sweet and enjoyable even to our earthly physical senses. We don't always appreciate the taste of Torah, and so each morning we ask God, please make the words of your Torah sweet in our mouths. But if Torah is already sweet, why do we need to ask God that he make the Torah sweet for us? The answer should be obvious. The most precious tastes in life require acquiring. If you give a $300 bottle of wine to someone who's never tasted wine before, you're pouring that wine down the drain. To them, it tastes the same as a $10 bottle. What's more, both bottles probably taste bitter to them because they haven't developed a taste for wine, let alone a good wine. If that's true of a physical pleasure like wine, then it's certainly true of Torah, the ultimate spiritual pleasure. The more Torah you learn, the more you're able to savor the sweet taste of Torah. Once you've developed a taste, you'll begin to see God. I remember vividly my aha moment sitting in yeshiva in Israel. I was learning a tosfus when everything fell into place. It was magical. All of a sudden, the lights came on inside my head and soul. Everything made sense and became absolutely clear and true. Just like our fine wine example, it's impossible to describe to someone who hasn't experienced it. But at that moment, God's presence became clear to me like never before in my life. That's the meaning of tasting Hashem. How about smelling him? When Yaakov approached his father, Yitzchak exclaimed, See the aroma from my son, it's like a field blessed by Hashem. While this statement has deep layers of meaning, on a simple level, Yaakov had just returned from the field, or so Yitzchak believed, and had a pleasant aroma about him, having spent time amongst the sweet-smelling vegetation. Yitzchak might have simply have said, See the aroma from my son, it's like a fresh field. But he didn't suffice with that declaration. He added an important clause recognizing that the aroma was blessed by God. The second way we perceive God in this world is by appreciating the beautiful world that he created. It's not just a tree, it's a divinely fashioned tree. It's not just an aromatic flower, it's a divinely infused aromatic flower. To remind us that even smells emanate from God, we even have a blessing that we make upon smelling nice aromas. We're all familiar with the formula from the Havdalah service. But that's not the only occasion we should make the bracha. Anytime we derive pleasure from the beautiful smells God imbued in creation, we should bless him. In fact, just like there are different blessings over different foods, we make different blessings over different smells. The blessing we're all familiar with is the catch-all version who creates various aromas. It's the equivalent of the shahakal bracha. But really, we should be familiar with these special blessings over aromatic plants and aromatic trees because each beautiful smell is a reminder that the Creator went to great lengths to provide a beautiful and pleasure-filled world for us. When we wake up and smell the coffee or stop and smell the roses, we realize that the Almighty tends to and cares constantly for every detail of creation. Our Father in Heaven never forsakes His children. When it seems that he's concealed his face, turn to him as a child does to a parent and demand that he tend to his children. May you forever experience Hashem's providence via all your five senses, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful about Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter 
contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicpress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.